good. It was actually really educational and we learned a lot. Sift through it and see if you could find anything. Panning for gemstones. Yeah. That have issues with while we're out there because this was the first time that we've actually um, this kid. <laughs> taken the GoPro out. Dodge it. Film it. Right. How you going guys? My name is Frank. I'm Sarah. And this is the Moving to Thailand podcast, week 18. Could be 19. Hi, city. Not 100% sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that's so many. Check. Yeah. But we've got written down week 18, so that's what we're going to go with. Yeah. Um, this week, it has been full of learning, mm. adventure. <laughs> yeah. Today has. Yeah. Um, first off, today we hit the jemmies, finally. We have been harping on about it for yonks. Yeah. That we were going to go out so there long. and do a vlog. Mm. A vlog. A vlog. <laughs> <laughs> and I went out there and did a vlog. No. Yeah, vlog. Yeah, vlog. <laughs> um, yeah, do a vlog. And it was a lot more, lot more fun than um, we both had thought it would be, yeah. wasn't it? I think I, yeah, it was. It was a great time. I just anticipated it to just be a bit boring um, yeah. for some reason, but it it was really good. It was actually really educational and we learned a lot, um, so that was awesome. And what they were saying about like the gemstones in the area was really interesting and it was delivered in an interesting way. Um, and the people out there are just very passionate about what they do, which is great. To mm. see. Mm. Yeah, they yeah. are. Um, and yeah, I've heard Sarah remark many a time going, it's crazy how these come get formed underground. I know. <laughs> I was like, I was like, yep. just my mind was blown. Like we were, so we went down to, what was the first place called? Yeah. Um, the Bobby Dazzler. Bobby Dazzler. Oh, tours. Um, so that's like about a 45 minute drive out of Emerald into Sapphire. Then, in, um, then through Sapphire into Ruby Vale. <laughs> um, and it's just kind of like a place in Australia where, like, all you can do, like, have a mining claim and, like, mine the ground yourself. And you get, like, a five-year or ten-year lease on your mining claim. You have to mine it. So, basically, that just means you can dig underground and try and find precious gems yourself. Mm. Um, and the area is known for sapphires. Yep. Um, from what we learned today, which Hence was the name yeah, of the really town cool. before. Yeah, it's um yeah, it's definitely a bit of a different um <laughs> a different place out there. You know, yeah. we've we've gotten a when we do the vlog you'll see just some of the houses, it's a bit more ragtag out there, but mm. it definitely looks like it could be quite a cool quite a cool lifestyle just being out there um on your own or with your partner, or whatever, and just yeah. you know, mining and whatever you find, you keep, you sell. Mm. Um, a cool way to make a living, I guess. Because yeah, a lot of people do it. Yeah, very, very exciting in some some aspects. And um, yeah, the guy so that, oh, sorry, the guy that did the the tour. So we went underground. Yeah. Into an actual mine, um, and the guy that did the tour was just very like, just you could just tell that he loved what he did, and the way he was speaking about. Mining for gemstones was just very, like, he just had a lot of, like, passion and happiness in his voice when he was speaking about it. And it was just really cool to see that. Um, and it made the tour a lot more interesting 
yeah. than just having some like person be like, and this is a rock, you know? Yeah, and you know, rocks are interesting, but yeah, they are. you can make them a bit more interesting with <laughs> mm. some passion. Yeah. I mean, that guy, he'd been down, he said that he'd been down for a couple of hours in his friend's mm. um, mine shaft mm. um, before he was doing the tour. So, yeah, he's. And he's got his own claim, so he's mm. he's in it, he's doing it. He's not just like a you know a historian or whatever in, in the mm. sense that he's just read books and and whatnot. He's actually out there living it. Yeah. So he had you definitely got more of like an inside kind of idea, knowledge of mm. of what actually went on, um, and just the like how he's saying. Unfortunately, there's because a lot of the mining claims they just obviously you dig a hole. Mm. to get down there and then you start digging from there underground to find the veins and the good spots for um, the gems. But they had um, a lot of people, instead of filling the holes back in with their mm. unused wash or the unused rocks that they had dug up but obviously didn't contain anything, they'd just throw their rubbish down there. Mm. Um, so, and he said that he'd found that when he was mining on his claim mm. as well. So it was like, that's kind of nothing really too special, but just, he actually had experienced that as well. So he could, yeah. you know, he could feel that he was, um, yeah, really talking with some serious knowledge about mm. what he was, um, discussing and you could tell. So yeah, it was, yeah. um. It was really quite cool doing that. After yeah, that, was. what did we do? We hit the wash. Yeah, so we um, went into the shop and we purchased a bucket of wash, which is just like basically a big bucket of sand that potentially might have gems in it. Um, yeah, it's just a bunch of different rocks. Mm. Um, See, so what they have there is sapphires and they also have zircon. Um, so that was the two gems that we were looking for in the mm -hmm. wash um and we had a gentleman out there he was showing us and the other two people who were on the tour with us mm. uh how to put it into the sieve get rid of all the loose sand um then wash it and how to wash it properly with the sieve in the mm. water and then finally to put it on the the table and to yeah. sift through it and see if you could find anything canning for gemstones yeah, yeah. We were, serious miners now yeah um, it was actually like the first time we did the wash it was quite like we tipped out on the table and it was really hard to see like where things were because it all kind of just looks the same like there's just like black bits like orange bits like just it's all just kind of messed up together but once you find a couple of um actual sapphires it's quite easy to sort of see where they are and pick them out because you know what you're looking for. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely tough to get a hang of because a lot of the times, especially when they're wet, you have mm. to wait until they dry out to really be able to see which ones stay sparkly mm. and stay bright mm. because all of them are pretty much um, sparkly once they're wet, but when they dry out, mm. the ones that aren't any worth anything or, you know, Aren't sapphires or precious gems? They'll um, lose their their shine lose their once glitter. the water goes away. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, there's a lot of different tips and tricks, and we've probably learned like one of millions. But I know. Yeah, it was um, it was really cool. Yeah, just to you know to find your own stuff. I mean, it would have been cool if we had a chance mm -hmm. to actually 
mine it ourselves, but at the same time, yeah. then we would have had to have mined it ourselves. <laughs> and that would have been um, probably... It's hard work. Yeah, it is hard work. <laughs> uh, I can just imagine that it wouldn't be as easy as um, just washing the, the bucket. So, mm. um, yeah, we found a few there. Um, we got them weighed. Uh, 92.2 carats, I think. Yeah, 92.25 mm. carats of um, just all a bunch of different... Sapphires, um, I think they were mostly. Yeah, I think they were like 90% were sapphires and there's probably zircon in there as well. Mm. Um, a few party, party stones, <laughs> yeah. as they said, which was just uh, the colour. I think they had mm. blue, yellow and maybe green in them, so yeah. they called them party stones. That's, yeah. A little bit of inside, <laughs> inside um, information for you. Yeah. But mm. Yeah, they were, yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, really um, nice people too. Like, we walked in and um, just instantly, like, asked the lady if she was cool with us filming. Um, and she was, she was pretty cool with it and I didn't really have any issues with it. Just said that we couldn't film into the mine because um, – it's sort of like it gets posted on YouTube and then people don't want to come out to the mine and it loses some business because people have already seen it on YouTube and they know what to expect. Yeah. Um, and we were respectful of that. Like we, we filmed around the site and like when we were panning, but we didn't film anything down in the mine except for like where you're allowed to take photos. So we took a couple of photos, um, but that's about it. We just wanted to be respectful to them and we're happy that they were letting us film. So that yeah. was cool. Um, yeah, they had some interesting sort of jewellery in the shop and it was it was quite nice. Like, all yeah. the people there were just really lovely and the other couple that we were on the tour with were really nice. They're from the Gold Coast as well, so um, got chatting to them a little bit and they had a cute dog too, which was awesome. <laughs> she was yeah. hype as. She was a little whingy oh, lady. One-year-old Kelpie. <laughs> yeah, so... Mm. Mm. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, as Sarah said, all the people were really nice, mm. um, really helpful, mm. so that was really nice. We, yeah, we felt, we felt welcome and, um, mm. yeah, had a really good time learning yeah. and also, you know, it's quite exciting to potentially find something worth value, mm. you know, yeah. just out of the ground in a yeah. bucket, so that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so we thought, well, we don't have quite enough quite enough gems yet and well your mate recommended yeah place. He, he recommended mm. it was called arm fest um and it was just in the town yeah. one down in sapphire mm. um it was really nice i was mm. really surprised when we drove in there um just you drive in over the cattle grid and then it's just you got water on both sides and there's mm. just a driveway in between the like to like ponds, lakes. Yeah, it sort of doesn't look like anything though. Like you feel like you're just driving into the backyard of someone's house. Yeah, that was <laughs> like I was we were like, a bit like, oh, are we in the right place? <laughs> I was like, did I, I should have checked on the sign like what time mm. they're open because yeah, drove in there was nobody else there. Mm. Um, but once we parked up, there was like you could see tables down where they do wash and stuff mm. like that. And then the lady came out and I was like, you guys open? She's like, yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. thank God. But Carol, she was oh, she was, she was awesome. Yeah, yeah, she was really helpful. So helpful and just so knowledgeable. Like I was just chatting to her about how she got into 
um, like the gemstone business or whatever, and she said she learned how to be a valuer in Korea and like. No, she she was a great. She a learned how to in her. Hong Kong. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, um, yeah, she was, she learned how to grade. So yeah. she, you know, they put on the glasses, the goggles. Yeah. And then they look into the gemstones. They look for any imperfections mm. and. Um, the, the roughness of the outside and that kind of thing so they can see if whether a gem can be cut, um, just polished, or if mm. it's just, as they say, show and tell. <laughs> yeah. Which we discovered, she told us, and mm. I thought it was really interesting, that they are now buying um, sapphires by the, by however many, but she said for $240 you'd sell a kilo of the sapphires that couldn't be cut um, and they actually grind them down really fine and Mm. they make them into the gorilla cases that you use on your iphone and your um on your smartphone so i thought that was really yeah that was some really interesting information like yeah yeah Yeah, it was crazy i I thought it was just like really hectic perspex or something that they used for that but no turns out it's actual sapphires ancient stones yeah um on your smartphone. Yeah. Okay, so that's pretty crazy. But mm. they, um, yeah, so we came down and they have options there of you've got a bucket of wash, mm. um, which was $30. Mm. So the one, sorry, the one before it was $20 for a bucket of wash. And we did that at the Bobby Dazzler mine. Mm. This one was $30 for a bucket. It was, and then they had two different types of bags. So they had a big bag which mm. was $30 as well. And then they had the premium, premium gem bag, which is these ones. Mm. So this one was $80, but when they're mining the gems, they bring them up through big machinery and then they've got um, pulsators that sift through the rocks and they catch mm. the good ones. So they have two trays, and this one, the premium one, is in the first tray, so this mm. is where all the good shit goes. Mm. So there's no dirt, no big rocks in there or anything. Yeah. It's just pretty much sapphires. You're going to find some good shit in there. Yeah. They're working in open-cut mine, too. It wasn't, like, um, an underground like the other one. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, they had, a, they had claims on their property, and then they also had... They were professional miners, which mm. apparently a lot of people aren't there out, aren't mm. out there. <laughs> um, yeah. And, yeah, they had a claim that was probably like five or six k's away. Mm. And, um, yeah, they'd bring it up there and put it into bags. Mm. And she just gave us a quick rundown. Mm. You had like two layers. So the top layer was like the bigger stuff. And she flipped that out. Um, and then she just, she was like, all right. Eight stones, and we're like, Is this one? Is this one? <laughs> and there was like quite a few, yeah. There was um, so many, so I really lived up to the, mm. the premium, um, yeah, premium price tag and the premium. Um, it was instant, too. Like, they were all just like sitting on top, which I wasn't really expecting. Like, I thought they were going to be like more little ones, hard to find, yeah, in the middle, but um, now they're all just kind of like right there. Ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. So we did that first top one, and then she'd be like, that's one, that's one, oh, you missed that one. We're like, she's calm down. Mm. 
Sapphires <laughs> is raining. And, and then there was a second layer, which was the smaller stuff, which mm. still had a lot mm. of some sapphires, but a lot of zircon. Yeah. Um, yeah, so luckily we started picking them out. Yeah. if we didn't, she would have been like, oh, mom, mom, mom. Yeah. Oh, you missed all this. Well, we kind of had them in a pile, and we were like, like we were putting something? the sapphires in, and then we were just picking out things that we thought might be of importance. Yeah. And then she comes up and she's just like, yep, they're all something, and put them into the jar with the rest of our stuff. <laughs> we are like, okay, great, thanks. And we got most of them. There's only like maybe two or three that we missed. Yeah, so that was that was a concert. They were kind of like, they go from clear to very dark pink. Mm. Um, and then the sapphires were blue, green. Um, Black almost. Yellow, yeah. Mm. But once you put a light up to them, that's when they really sparkle. Mm. Um, literally and figuratively. So, yeah, so many different colours. Yeah, it's really cool to see. Mm. Um, so, yeah, we, we spent some time there and um, then she graded them for us. Mm. So she put them out and then she separated them into uh, ones that could be cut, mm. ones that could be cut um, polished, and then ones that were stars, was it? Yeah, so basically they Which just... So they're going to be cut and... They're going to polish them. They polish them, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So they were they were quite a bit bigger, mm. but because they weren't cut, I don't think they would be worth as much as mm. the other ones. But yeah, we had quite a few. She like separated the ones that could be cut into the flawless, but mm. not really, but you know, like the high grade, and then the other ones into the ones that mm. could be cut, but because it's three dollars a gem to cut. It, it may not be worth it, unless, yeah. like to sell, uh, yeah. to make a profit on. So, um, and then there was a bunch of um, they called show and tell, which is just ones. Yeah, as I said, you yeah, just, you can't cut. They're just like they've got imperfections and cracks and stuff that just they just look cool. So you show and tell. <laughs> yeah, they they wouldn't bother cutting them. Mm. Um, so that was. That was pretty cool. Yeah. We laid out the ones as well, but she's like, oh, I'll have a look at the ones that you got from the other mine. Mm. And she's like, as I suspected. <laughs> They're much. all shit. But yeah, well, <laughs> there was like maybe three or four that were decent that could be either mm. polished, cut, or um, that were stars, but the mm. rest of them, yeah, put in a show and tell bag. So, <laughs> yeah, it was it's really cool that um, yeah. you get to go do that, you get to go learn, mm. you get to have fun, you know, looking mm. for something and at the end of the day you could possibly, you know, make make yeah. money off it. Yeah. Or just get like a, a really cool souvenir. Yeah. For you sure. know, so yeah. Um I I would definitely recommend um whether it be mm. the Jammies or any other place that um mm. does foster king or anything like that. It's it's quite a cool experience. Yeah, it was. Um, Another cool thing was um, at the second place we went, um, Carol, we were just talking to her and she like was asking us what we're up to and stuff and we told her that we're moving to Thailand and she actually recommended um, a really good place in Thailand where we can get our gems cut um, and it's a place that's not dodgy or like they're not going to swap <laughs> a dodgy gem. <laughs> they're not going to swap the gems out for like less high grade quality ones. Or man-made um, ones, yeah. Yeah, um, and she just sort of said, like, she would recommend us actually send the gems to them and then pick them up once we're in Thailand. 
Um, so that was really cool. Like I did not expect to just be chatting to her and like actually get recommendations about Thailand from somebody that's just like a minor in the gem fields, you know? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, like I knew that a lot of or majority of gems were cut in Thailand, but it was still quite interesting for her and for her to actually explain as well. Yeah. So for us, we were thinking, oh, we'll take them over with us and then we'll get them cut in, in Thailand. Mm. Um, but to start, we don't know where to go. And, yeah. You know, there are a lot of scams in Thailand, so yeah. we could definitely be had. But for her to say go they, to like, well, they like them to send people to send them over mm. um, and then if we communicate with them, we can pick them up. Yeah. So that was quite interesting. Yeah, it was. They like and it was um, um, origin yeah, it from was, the stones. Yeah, because they want to know where the stones are from. Like we don't, like we can go to Thailand and go in with a bag of gems and just be like, hey, we got these in Australia, but they don't know that. So if we post them over, it's like... Yeah, I don't really know why that origin is... Mm. Maybe it's to do with like ethical concerns. Yeah. Um, you know, like blood diamonds... Mm. Now people don't want to buy them and people don't want to deal with them because yeah. of the ethical side of things. So perhaps that's something to do with that, but I don't remember a specific reason as to mm. why they really like an origin, but I'm kind of assuming that's what it is. I sort Maybe of I'll find out one that, day. Yeah, I sort of thought that it might be um, because like different countries have different quality minerals in the ground and like, it's it's good for them to know where it's come from so they can actually grade the stones. Yeah, you could be right mm. there as well. Yeah, and different countries will have a better reputation, so therefore they'll mm. be worth more so they can say this came from Australia and it's not mm. from this other country, so therefore yep. it's, it's um, a high quality. Mm. So, yeah, that, yeah, you could be yeah. right there. Well done. Thanks. Um, <laughs> I'm smart sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the time. Most of the time. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so one thing that we did have issues with while we were out there, because this was the first time that we've actually um, this kid. <laughs> taken the GoPro out Dodger. to film a vlog on. Um, and we, we're pretty grateful that we have, like, all this time while we're still here to be able to test run these things and, like, learn how to use them and yeah. kind of iron out some of the kinks. But... Um, <laughs> The GoPro, we were using it for probably like 20 minutes and it just like overheated. It didn't even tell us that it had overheated. It just wouldn't turn back on. Um, and that was pretty annoying, to be honest. Like for a product that's so well known and renowned, for it to just like overheat and not turn back on. And it's like an expensive product too, so you expect it to, to work a little bit better than what it does. But... Um, we ended up not using it for most of the vlog, um, so we used it for a little bit, but we ended up just using our phones on the gimbal, um, which is great because it's good to have backup and be able to use yeah. the phones, but eventually we were in the car and we were just like, well, let's, I'll just Google how to fix the GoPro because it's annoying and I want to make sure that we haven't lost all of our footage and shit, um, and it just turns out you have to take the battery out and let the battery cool down. Which is also like, it's the GoPro 
11. You've had 11 of these to work out yeah. how not to have these issues. Yeah, and they're still happening. Issues. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so so I, that was irritating, but... It was, yeah. So I thought that um, it could have been from the case that we have. So when we plug in, we've got two gimbal, well, we've got two tripods now. We've just recently got the um, Joby Gorilla one, which is really good. Mm. Uh, it's not too it's really big. Cool. It's got the bendy legs and you can mm. just stick it on to, you can just use it a lot a lot more, and especially on um, uneven surfaces and even yeah. on railings and stuff. So you can get a good shot. Mm. You don't have to rely on a completely flat ground or else we go boom. Yeah. Um, so we've got that. And then we've also got the the one that came with the creator's pack. Mm. And for that to plug in, you need to put the case over it where you can attach mm. the light and then also the, the, the microphone. boom. Mm. Microphone boom. So I think it could have been to do with that because every time we've been using it for this vlog, uh, for this, sorry, podcast, mm. it's been having issues after like half an hour recording. I mean, that's pretty piss weak. Mm. So we've taken the case off and we're using it now with the regular microphone. We're hoping that's going to solve mm. the problem. But again, it's, it's a GoPro-made accessory Mm. And if that's causing the issue, then that's pretty pretty shit. Because yeah, they made it, they would have tested it on their product. Yeah. And yet it's still um, overheating after sweet fuck all, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's a reputable brand. A reputable. <laughs> reputable. Reputable brand. Mm. Um, they've had many attempts to get it right, mm. uh, and they made the accessory that could, I don't know for sure, be causing mm. the issues. But mm. it's still uh, pretty disheartening. Yeah, spending all that money on it and mm. um, it's doing that. So the thing is as well, like we used it a bit in the car, used it a bit just before we went in mm. and then I was holding it and we were underground in the mine, nice 24 degrees constant, so yeah. it wasn't hot outside and then it still had that issue. When we came out, it was hot. But it wasn't even turned on. It, exactly. It wasn't mm. turned on for, you know, 45 minutes at least. Mm. We were down there near an mm. hour. And we had that issue. So, yeah. luck, as Sarah said, luckily we've had this time to uh, kind of, you know, practice and before we get over into the big leagues. <laughs> but uh, at the yeah. same time, yeah, it was, it was quite annoying. Yeah, it is. Um, but we may need to get an external microphone for it to go with this um, tripod because we're really enjoying the tripod mm -hmm. um, so far. And that may solve the issue there. Yeah. But at the same time, we've already bought a tripod and a microphone accessory, mm -hmm. boom. So it's, yeah, it's quite annoying to be having to purchase something else because that's mm -hmm. not working. I probably, like, if I had known that these things were going to be issues with that case that houses the microphone and light, mm. I probably wouldn't have bought the creator's pack, to be honest. Like, I would have just got the GoPro as a standalone thing. Yeah, yeah, and for then, sure, me too. Yeah, and then buy all those accessories separately. Um, so if you are thinking about getting the creator's pack, probably don't do it. <laughs> Maybe think again. <laughs> yeah. Create with something um, else. Because, like, no issues with the actual camera itself. Like, it's just... It's really good, like it films really nice. So I was about to say something good about the GoPro and then it overheated, even though it doesn't have the casing on it. 
Um, yeah, so we're, we're 30 minutes into recording, mm-hmm. and it's just sitting there in a 24-degree uh, mm-hmm. room, and it's decided to overheat. So, to be honest, that's fucking shit. Yeah. Um, I'm really quite disappointed with that. Uh, we'll have to see what we're going to do with it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think I think we should have it and just like keep it for a few vlogs at least when we're in Thailand and just see how it goes because we're not going to be constantly filming and hopefully it just hopefully it gets better. Yeah, we'll hopefully. I want to give but... it a bit more time because yeah, I want to just give it a bit more time and not just like sell it straight away because I want to just. Make sure that we're not just being noobs at it, but yeah, we'll have to watch some videos, do mm. some research on what's happening. Why that happens? It's being used pretty basically, and mm. we're having those issues. So that's yeah. It's um, pretty shit. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really shit. But yeah. Anyway, uh, shit happens, so mm. we'll figure that out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, on to the next thing. Yeah. And for me, that's been the. Um, as we discussed in the last episode, I've been doing um, the teaching English as a foreign language um, diploma online. And first one was, or first unit was lesson planning, which I said was quite boring, but now we're into the actual vocabulary and pronunciation uh, units. And it's, yeah, it's, it's a lot more, a lot more interesting, a lot more exciting for me. So, mm. um, I've definitely found that I'm thinking, it's making me think, because mm. um, I was kind of expecting it to be quite like, quite basic and I'd just be like, do, 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 you know, just, mm. just fly straight through it, maybe have some um, actual assignments because you have to produce something, mm. but yeah, just even with the tests that are after each unit, um, it's, yeah, it's really making me think and it's, I think it's because because I've been speaking English my whole life, you just intuitively know things like the rhythm of English and the flow it has and where you um, like like put emphasis. Yeah, where you put emphasis on different syllables and that kind of thing, which I do in my – like when I'm speaking, I do that, but I don't actually think about it. It's just mm-hmm. subconscious. Yeah. So for it – it to be presented, I'm just like, oh yeah, like I'm I'm thinking about it and I'm, I'm having I'm like you know, um, especially if I want to teach somebody, it's going to be mm-hmm. something that I'm going to have to like really bring to the forefront of my mind because as I said, as I said, I know it, but to be able to express it to somebody else mm-hmm. and to teach it, um, that's just another another level of understanding. So yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's been going it's been going really well. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I mm. most of the time look forward to sitting down and um, carrying on with the with the um the course. So that's mm. that's really quite exciting. And yeah, I'm um, I'm taking a lot of notes, and I'm um, also taking in and saving all the different um, tools and graphs and. Um, tables that are available from the um, from the the course as well, so that when I get to actually teaching someone, I'm going to be um, 
ready to go, you know, I'm not going to be mm -hmm. like, oh, I need to create a, create a lesson plan and I'll just be like, oh, mm -hmm. all these tools are already going to be saved and I can just go back to them and um, really set myself up for success. So, yeah, yeah it's been, um, mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's quite good. Yeah. Um, I didn't expect to enjoy it as much as I, as mm -hmm. I do, but um, yeah, I think it, it could be something really, really rewarding and um, also quite fun to um, to do as a as a job. Mm, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I'm, I'm I think you'd be good at it. Really enjoying it. Mm. Uh, definitely, yeah, recommend people give it a go. You know, it won't be for everyone. Mm. Obviously, not everyone um, can teach. Mm. Um, and yeah, I'm. Uh, Hype on that. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could say I'm hype on that. I'm more hype on that than the GoPro. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You're more hype on most things than the GoPro at the moment. Yeah, it's pretty. I'm off it. The no pro. Yeah. Um. <laughs> go, go amateur. Yeah. More like it. Amateur hour. Um, I haven't really done heaps this week because. People are still away at work, yada yada. It's just like I've pretty much been working full time, which is good because money, but it's also like annoying because I want to come home and like do work on other things. Um, but my Etsy store has sold a couple of things, which is freaking awesome. Like, yeah, it just feels like no sales for ages, and then like one sale last month, and then like two sales this month. So I feel like like it's getting picked up in the algorithm, and it's like people are actually starting to purchase things um, and are getting a lot of likes and a lot of um, people just like favoriting items and favoriting my shop. So it's just really exciting for me because I've put a lot of work into it and now I'm kind of starting to see the little benefits rolling in. Like I've only made $6 this month, but it's still like three times as much as what I made the month before. So um, I'm actually starting to see it as a legitimate way that we could make a little bit of extra cash when we're in Thailand. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm hot. <laughs> yeah, because you have to put in the hard work, and then mm. it's kind of like it's it's almost, passive in a, yeah. in a sense. But well, I guess it, I guess it is. Yeah, it's yeah. passive income. So if you can, you know, put in the hard work at the start, mm. get um, do your research, get Etsy ads running, even though. Like, you do have to pay for them, which is slightly irritating, but at the same time, because I've got ads running and, like, marketing and stuff, yeah, I'm paying for it, but it's getting picked up and people are actually buying my stuff, so I think it's worth having the yeah. ads on. Yeah, I think at this, especially at the start, you know, because mm -hmm. it's it, there's a lot of stuff on there, mm -hmm. so to kind of differentiate yourself and stand out... Mm -hmm. Um, ads will be putting you in a lot more people's um, mm -hmm. feed and just a lot more eyeballs on you. So, yeah. I mean, you may not have to run ads um, yeah. or forever, but no. yeah, definitely to start out, you mm -hmm. know, you've got to get some traction. So it's yeah. a great way to get some traction and to um, start getting some sales. Yeah. So. The old, uh, got to spend money to make money. Hey, <laughs> that's it, eh? Yeah. That's what they say. But, yeah, um, that's, yeah. yeah. that's about it for this week. Yeah. Chamis was hype. Yeah, we were really hyped on that. 
Um, GoPro, not so hype. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll try to figure that out and we'll report mm -hmm. back and um, mm. we'll see what we come up with, see yeah. if I throw it through a wall or something. <laughs> um, yeah, guys, like and subscribe if you'd be so kind. We would uh, much appreciate it. Mm. And feedback, any comments, um, any advice on the GoPro or yeah. any questions you'd like to ask, just reach out at uh, frankandsarah@gmail.com mm -hmm. or um, throw a comment down below. Yeah. Uh, we'd really appreciate it and we'd love to uh, hear from you guys. Mm -hmm. uh, we had another subscriber today, so thank, thank you very, you. very much. Yeah. We appreciate it mm. uh, immensely. Yeah, we do. Uh, it's going to help us realise our dream. Mm. And um, yeah, thanks a lot, guys, for watching. We appreciate it <laughs> once again. And uh, we'll see you next week with week 19 or maybe 20. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll, we'll go back and check it out. But mm -hmm. once again, guys, thank you. And uh, thanks a lot. See you next week. See Bye. You. Bye. Bye.